for your airport James. You're my pun, my pun master five thousand. You're the 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 punister, the the punisher, punister of ceremony. I like the punisher. Punisher, the Punisher of ceremonies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like the Punisher of ceremonies. Exactly, there's a hyphen in there, but uh, <laughs> you can hear it if you listen. Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless Podcast about all your nerdy and geek things throughout time and across the Isle of Demons, James. Mm -hmm. How are you doing today, man? I am doing well. Yeah? Uh, We've established that I spent the last week watching YouTube videos about pots. Yeah, it's definitely going to be part of the the (laughs) pre-roll. It's going to be in there. And the people understand what I have to deal with on a daily basis when I talk to you. Oh, it's fine. (laughs) I'm the sane one. He's the crazy one. I'm not the crazy one. I'm, I'm edifying myself. Did you ed- you're just edifying yourself? I said edifying. Edifying. Okay, I was like, are you like an edgelord now? Is that what we're going to go no, with? No, I'm not an edgelord. Though be. my new D&D character might be a little bit of an edgelord. Oh my god. You were just... <laughs> You want to tell him what your you I mean, you said it last episode. You want to tell him what your what your character is? Now nah, we'll leave it a mystery. <laughs> the reason to come back. No, I, I'm going to play a kitsune rogue. Because... You're going to be a furry. Not a furry. You're a, little, a furry. A little bit of a furry. <laughs> You're a little bit of a furry. James secretly wants to have you go to a furry convention. He just This is how he gets around it. Well, so you know what I did last night before I went to bed? I got on Amazon and I looked up fox ear accoutrement. Are you fucking kidding me? I was I was thinking about buying a pair <laughs> just to fuck with you. No, I would be okay During with it. During our next session. I would be okay with it. Kelly would just be like, this is my husband. I, why did I... Be- why did I marry him? Well, and this will tell you something about our relationship is that I was doing this thinking, well, I'll just do this one night and make the entire group really uncomfortable. <laughs> and she used you as the excuse for me not to buy it. Like clearly she did not want me to get these and I didn't really have any intention to actually buy them. She's like, Oh no, David wouldn't like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, what is that supposed to mean? What has it ever stopped you from doing anything in the first place? It's never stopped me. Exactly. We're men. The only thing that stops us from doing anything is our wives at this point and because our, our obviously our consciences are exactly out. what she meant was james i don't want you to do that <laughs> that's not what she said though <laughs> that's great oh my god thank you kelly but you should have let him buy those because i just want to see <laughs> i would take a picture that that would have been on facebook in a heartbeat you know that, well right? that is the real reason why i didn't buy them is because i thought <laughs> there is no way that this would like remain a joke it would be on facebook and oh then, absolutely uh, yes, it, exactly. You um, know, your mom and dad would have like an intervention, like James. We need to have an intervention for you to sit you down. Yes, and yeah, and we don't talk about work on the podcast, but that would not be good either. So <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Definitely <laughs> no. I, I think completely. It's fuel. It's fuel for the fire. That's all it is. That would never end. There's a reason why I don't tell the guys about my past Facebook posts, and I <laughs> since they're still on there, but I don't think they're smart enough to like go back and try to like, or they care enough. I don't think they care enough to go back and look. Well, if you don't put it into an album for people to find easily, yeah, 
over the years, you accumulate so much shit that it's actually a lot of work to scroll down That's, to the history. Exactly. So I mean, it kind of guards itself after a while. So if you ever want to find a picture of me with a shaved head with a single, like a, a tuft of hair, it goes down to a curl with a fake mustache. Actually, I would recommend it. It was a pretty good cosplay outfit. It was pretty good. So His mom made it for it. It's so. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, mom, thank you, Mom, if you ever listen to this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. But anyways, James, we were talking about one of your favorite games, which is? So this is one of my favorite games this spring. It's called Sakura of Rice and Ruin, and this is kind of a weird one. It's actually pretty original in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about the game? So this is a action role-playing slash simulation video game, and if that's a mouthful, it's because it is. It was developed by a company called uh, Edelweiss, published by Marvelous. It first released in North America in the middle of November, November 10th, 2020. Uh, it came out for Switch, PS4, and PC on Steam. Strangely enough, it came out in Japan a couple days later, because this is an American company, and Europe on the 20th. So let me ask you this. Did they ever ever, uh, publish it for the Xbox? I am not aware of an Xbox release, though it would be kind of strange to publish on PC and not Xbox. I know. So this is one of those games that it's um, you've actually played it, and I have not. I have it on my Steam wish list, though, because I saw this a while ago. Yeah, and I think this will still be an interesting one to talk about, because it's... It's got a lot going on. So the gameplay itself is a a hybrid game. Mm -hmm. On one hand, you've got like an exploration phase of the game where you're exploring this island of demons. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of missions, and each mission has different objectives to them. And so every mission has like a beginning to an end where you're playing through this side-scrolling map. There's some platformery elements to it where you might be going up or down through the stage. There's some treasures and loot to find, mm-hmm. but mostly you're just trying to get to the end of the stage. And then each map will have little challenges so you can get completion stars for it, like you know, deflect 15 enemy attacks or oh, so kill 30 or 40 of these enemies or beat the boss of the level in under so many seconds. It's a pretty stereotypical platformer. Pretty much a platformer beat-em-up thing. Okay. It's a 2D side-scroller. I, I could enjoy it. I can get to that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's fast-paced. It's easy to do. And it pairs it with a rice-growing farming simulation. Because that's the natural pairing. That is the natural pairing. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in, in this uh, rice simulation? So it, it's a highly detailed rice-growing simulator. You, the year is split up into four seasons. There's yeah. spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Mm-hmm. And then in each season, there are phases of the rice-growing process you're supposed to go through. They do streamline the year a bit. I think each day, each season is like only four or five days Okay, it makes it a lot easier and so the rice goes through different stages of growth so in the springtime you have to sort the seeds yeah uh to find the good seeds and the bad seeds then you start them in a starter box and you decide how long to do it and how thinly you're going to you know thin out the rice you're losing me james you're losing me but continue and you plant them in the ground and you have to furrow the ground and remove the stones you have to plant them, it's and then like you have to. Con- no, this is much worse than harvest moon. <laughs> <laughs> you have to control how much water is in there. So you have two water gates: one to let water in, and then one to let water out. And okay. so you have to maintain the correct depth of water in the field for the different stages of rice growing. And of course, the rate of evaporation changes depending on how hot or cold, yeah. and how wet or dry that day is. Oh my God. And there's there's four stages of rice growing. 
there's like the early shoots, there's like growing shoots and multiplying shoots, and then there's the ears. And it needs different types of nutrition and different amounts of water during every phase. So let me ask you this. Are you an expert rice grower yet? Can you I am it? an expert rice grower now. <laughs> so you can make your own rice patty? I could. I could make a rice patty now. I'm proud of you. Like you have to fertilize it. And here's the catch of the game is that this is the only way to make your character stronger in the entire game. Sons you, uh, Your character levels up at the end of each in-game year by harvesting the rice. Because in the story of the game is that you're the child of a war god and a harvest goddess, and you have some of the powers from both your fam- both your parents. And the way your character grows is by successfully bringing in harvests of rice, of rice and ruin. Got it. Of rice and ruin, exactly. So the 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 story of the game is that you are Princess Sakuna. Mm-hmm. She's a spoiled princess in the kingdom of the gods. Yep. And it is the story begins on the like the bay of the big festival where everyone's making offerings to Lady Katsuhitsuki, who is like the head goddess of the area. Mm-hmm. And Sakuna always gives some of her mom's perfect rice, and everyone is like, "Ooh, look at such a great offering!" <laughs> but she's a total spoiled brat. And the game kicks off when she encounters mortals on the heavenly bridge, and they are having a fight, and. Uh, the situation escalates where eventually accumulates in them accidentally setting fire to like the storage barn of the prime goddess. Oh my God. Subsequently you get in lots of trouble and she sends you to the Isle of demons to clean the Island of demons and, you know, redeem yourself. Obviously. Along with like the five mortals who were involved in this whole thing. So on the Island, you find your mom's old like farm hut where she used to live on this Island. Apparently. And there's also a cave there where you're dying. That's why she's a rice goddess. And along with these five mortals, you are setting up this homestead on the island, and then you're also working to explore it and uncover kind of the story of the game. Okay. And clear it of demons so you can clear her name and become a proper goddess again. That's right, you can. You got it's kind of a Hercules uh, twelve labors kind of thing. It's got some of that stuff going on. So So let me let me ask you this. Have you have you actually beaten the game yet? I have not completely finished it. I, I've gotten most of the way through it. Okay. So have you, have you beat the story yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how long does it normally take you? How long does the story take you? Um, it's maybe a 30-hour game. Something that's like not that. bad, actually. That's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good time sinking. I think it was it's got 25, a, 30 bucks on Steam. Though. Yeah, and it's got, a, it's got a really nice story. It's pretty much all voice acted. The voice acting is good. The interactions between the different mortal characters and the goddess are pretty good. The way they talk and kind of the story of your little town, like your little farm as you build it up is all pretty nice. Anybody that we know that's on the game at all? I don't, I, I don't know of anybody. That would uh, I would have to look. I'm not sure any, if there's any notable voice actors on there. I mean, a lot of times with these, like this is a kind of an, a smaller studio that made this. This is a smaller studios game and it actually performed way in excess of what they were expecting. Which is great. I think they said they were hoping to sell like 100,000 units or something. And actually, they recently passed up a million just last week. So a little sold. bit on this. So like you said, it, this, is, this, is an independ- this is an independent studio team. Um, Edelweiss is actually a two-man team. Two people yep, made this a, game. Mm-hmm, That's insane. It's a two-man team. I think their previous notable game was a uh, shoot-em-up called Aster Breed in 2014. Yep. They started working on Sakuna in 2015. And apparently they spent a lot of that time making the rice growing simulation as realistic as possible, which I could it never have noticed. Is. 
And I didn't even tell you all the steps. <laughs> I know you didn't. That's why it's going to drive me insane when I actually do end up and actually end up getting this game. I'm like, oh my god, I'm to sit there and actually look at some. It says it says here, um, uh, Kochi, an artist for the game, actually conducted research by growing rice on his balcony and reading about agriculture from public libraries such as the <laughs> National Diet Library mm-hmm. uh, and archival in rural regions. Oh my god, he visited. He, so visited research, Kyoto. <laughs> he also visited Kyoto and I'm going to butcher this one. Um, Shirakawa go, mm-hmm. which is other, uh, these are Japanese, uh, traditional Japanese, uh, uh, he, he, I'm sorry. He visited traditional homes, homes in Japan. In, in, the, yeah. in these two places, which is, that is, that is some severe dedication right there. It, it was. And, uh, really the fact that a two man team was able to make such a complete game is staggering. I mean, that just goes to show you. I probably probably sacrificed health and time considerably <laughs> probably to get this going. It's, so. it's got a good soundtrack. It has good art. The art, as you probably saw when you watched the YouTube video, we is it is that. a highly stylized, colorful art style. It does. It fits the uh, the kind of Japanese myth, mythical aesthetic of it. So it kind of reminds. But it comes me, across more as like a PS three era of, type what's game. The, um, what's the one with the wolf in it? Um, Okami. Okami. It kind of reminded me of that art style a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That kind of watercolor brushed on mm-hmm. type of look. I really like. I really like that. So, um, I, I, I mean, so I, I don't know if I'm going to be getting a hold of this anytime soon, but it seems really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it just I, I'm just curious to see because initially they this because I'm trying to remember this came out this came out uh, like they said I think it came out uh, last year like mm-hmm. you were saying. And, and at first, it wasn't. It didn't get a lot of sales initially, from what I remember. But it like exploded after being out on scene for a couple months. Yeah, like back in November, it didn't make much of a splash. But by the time I heard about it in January, it was people were starting to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think they they went from almost nothing in November. I think by January, February, they had sold like eight hundred thousand copies of the game. That's awesome. That's kind of, it kind of has that binding of Isaac kind of feel. To it, it came out of nowhere. I love that kind of stuff. So, but uh, as you advance through the game though, like the, the, uh, the mortals that are with you start taking on more roles. Mm-hmm. So like one of the boys that's with you starts to becomes a blacksmith for you. And okay. you can take like materials you collected from the demons you're killing to make yourself new weapons and armor. Uh, one of the ga- girls becomes a tailor for you. Uh, one of the ladies is a cook, and cooking is actually a very core mechanic of the game. I was say, yeah. Because in order to be able to heal while you're on the missions, you have to have the right food buffs. Because if you if you haven't fed yourself the day before, then you don't heal at all while you're fighting on these missions, and also, they become boy, yeah. they become pretty much impossible. I was going to say, that kind of sounds like one of those game mechanics that they purposely did that so you would have to get pay attention to what you're doing. It seems like a very much a game that it wants you to pay attention to the little things that are going on in there, which it I, I kind of like that sometimes. It does. And uh, things like uh, whenever you're growing your rice, you can try to grow more of it so you can make yourself bigger and better food products to buff yeah. yourself with. You can also try to grow higher quality rice, which gives you more levels and gives you more experience on your character. Now, does that have a risk to it? Like, is there a chance of like it going bad or like? There are some diseases and stuff for the rice in the game, but it's pretty easy to avoid. The bigger thing is just the learning curve of how to generate a good rice harvest is pretty steep. That's what you're saying is, I need to watch some YouTube videos. I would highly recommend just looking it up because, in particular, <laughs> in particular, the water mechanic 
was the one that I struggled the most with. Okay. Because, I mean, like, clearing all the rocks out of the field, sure, great, I can do that. Yeah. That's easy. I, yeah. But it it's, doesn't make it very obvious how much is too wet or too dry, okay. in particular because it's raining and there's sunny days and it's hard to know what you're shooting for, mm-hmm. for each phase of growing. Because at the end of it, it doesn't necessarily give you that direct of feedback on what it was. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you that your hydration sucked, but it won't tell you, like, in which particular of the four phases? <laughs> That's that does sound a bit. The uh, the tutorial character who is helping you farm, he gives you like you know rural type advice, like you know at this point a little water is okay. It should be up to your ankles, and then he'll be like, oh, at this point it should be much deeper up to your calves, and you're kind of looking at your character, you're like you mean my calves or his calves? And like his calves are significantly higher than mine. It's like WTF, <laughs> but on. the camera is kind of like an isometric view, so you're like. Am I high enough? I don't like, know. What am I, what am I doing here? And I was just like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. It's not, like, that's interesting though. But that, for being this, this being their sophomore uh, title that kicked out, mm-hmm. this is pretty staggering for them to have something that, that that's blown up this much. Do you do you foresee them doing anything else or trying to expand their team at all? Um, I think this has been a very successful game for them. So I think they are going to keep developing. Uh, why would they stop at this point? Are they going to expand their team? I don't know. Yeah, It's maybe. pretty impressive for a two-man team to make a game like this and to be so successful with it. Mm-hmm. I think the trouble with small studios who are developing on their own is that there's a lot of pressure to be more continually successful. Mm-hmm. Because there is so many years of time and effort invested in yeah. each game that well, I mean, the pressure to be a success every time gets higher and higher. Let me, let me look at this. So basically, they had a three-year cycle for this one for two men. So and they first announced this in 2017. So they've been they had started working on this a long time ago. So yeah, they started in 2015. 2015. So, you so almost, they worked for five years. Five years. That's a long time. I mean, so, I mean, two guys though. I mean. I mean, and get even if you assume that their own personal salary was the only expense, which I'm sure is wrong, mm-hmm. that's yeah. still that's a that's a staggering amount of money for a two man team to pony up before they release the game. Yep, and uh, something of this scale, if it had flopped, I mean, they could have been in big trouble. I mean, they probably could have been out of house or home or whatever. Because I mean, else. we've talked about like too big to fail as being part of a AAA thing, but the opposite applies to these indie games. Yeah. There are so many out there that are flashes in the pan and never sell anything. Well, it's the it's the Kevin Smith model essentially. It's like they take. So I don't know if you ever heard mm-hmm. the story about like his first movie, Clerks. I mean, essentially, he had multiple to finance his first film because nobody would want to, didn't mm-hmm. wanted to you know you know finance this film. So he took out multiple loans on credit cards. He was literally paying things off with credit cards. Mm-hmm. He had like three or four credit cards maxed out yeah. to pay for his film so he could make it. And it blew up and it worked mm-hmm. out. But I mean, can you imagine if somebody's it's like in this situation, it's like they take out loans or whatever mm-hmm. it is and they make these games and then nobody like, maybe they're just another Joe blow that makes a game and nobody hears about it. You know, it's just like, what, what happens there? You know? It's well, like, and that's the thing is the, the indie gaming market is glutted. It is very, absolutely saturated. Absolutely. Yeah. And so these standout games, I mean, not everyone can be a Terraria or a Minecraft no. or a Sakuno Rice and Ruin or a Binding of Isaac. Yeah. For every for every one-man team making a Stardew Valley or a Binding of Isaac and rolling in are, ludicrous amounts of cash for one thousands, person to make. thousands of other games that are just trash. There's thousands of games that are just trash. Yeah. So, like, 
yeah, Edmund McMillan has made his millions on Binding of Isaac, which, you know, for a big development studio would not have been that much money, but for a one-man team is huge. That's a lifetime's work. That's a lifetime of work right there. With good investment afterwards, he's set. Oh, absolutely. And how he's still making a card games and expansions and he's yeah he's, which actually talking about that i actually saw that the other day on on he i actually follow him on twitter yeah and he posts a lot of stuff like hey what card do you guys want next like he's doing all kinds i love it to death, which so. i'm thinking real hard about getting the expansion of the binding of isaac game because the I, binding of isaac card game is actually fun i really enjoy it so i was like i remember i played with you guys once and i it's like you kind of have to take risks every once in a while to try to win because <laughs> like you can't play these like safe on it but but I, I let me ask you this: So, are you going to go back to it and try to finish it up all the way? Or? I think I will go back to it and finish it at some point. Okay. I say it's it has a rhythm to the gameplay, which is a little different because you're pushing through these scenario like these levels and unlocking more levels, and so you're going through like little branches, like you know, there's a, a plains area and a forest area, yeah. and they build in difficulty as you go through the area. But you also don't gain in power yourself until the end of each season. Okay. And so it's kind of a is a rhythm to it of, you know, pushing yourself to get as far as you can and get new stuff and new gear and new ingredients to cook with. So you think do you think you'd have to And start then having to go or... back. Well it's yeah, I mean it just getting back into the rhythm of it would be difficult because you have to kind of juggle the farming stuff at the same time as you're going. Yeah. And also, there's a day-night mechanic where, at nighttime, the demons are much, much stronger. Yeah. Wow, and so, the day-day-night cycle goes in real time to the game, no matter what you're doing. And so, the day-night is like 10 or 20 minutes or something. Okay. And so, you're trying to do the farming stuff you need to get accomplished, and then do progression areas during the daytime. And then you're trying to also come back in the nighttime and maybe farm some of the older areas at night because a lot of things drop different items at nighttime. Huh. That's kind of cool, actually. Like elemental stones and stuff that you need for your weapons are usually dropped only at night. So you're trying to juggle. There's a lot of stuff to be doing. No sleep for uh, Sakura. No sleep for Sakura. She's a god. She doesn't need to sleep at night. That's right. She just has a sip of nectar and she keeps on going. As long as she has plenty of rice to stuff her belly with, then you're good to go. But I thought she hated rice, James. I love rice. I well, well, you live rice. In real life, I could eat rice every day. But That's true. My and that life. might be part of what attracted me to this game. We're the 20-pound bags of rice that sit in, our, uh, sit in our, our houses, and we just eat it for like a couple of years. Have I mentioned this on the podcast yet? My wife and I had an experience, actually, with that, where we were going to the local Asian grocery yeah. store here in Cape, and uh, I... There's been a rice shortage with COVID because all the good rice is coming yeah. imported and it's not being transported very well. No, it's not. No. And so there wasn't the usual like, you know, 10 to 20 pound bag that I usually buy. So the lady had these little, you know, one gallon grocery bags that she had broken up into two pound units. Yeah. And she also had the giant 50 pound bag. So I sat down and I'm like, well, I don't want the 50 pound bags. So I'll just get like three of these small ones. That's a lot of rice. And so I was going to get like three of the two pound one bags. I'm like, I guess I'll just come back in a month or two and get some more. And we got to the counter and she looked at me and she looked at those bags and she's like, you know, those bags are $5 each. I'm like, yeah. 
She's like, well, the 50-pound bag is only like $20. (laughs) She's like, you're here all the time. You eat lots of rice. You bring those back, and you go get the 50-pound bag. (laughs) I'm like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. She's like, okay, I know now. It's like Asian grandma could not stand that I was wasting money on rice. (laughs) No, she could not. I love going there. She's like, I like you too much. You're going to go and get the other one. (laughs) We go there. I go there quite a bit with Lewis, and she is the – I don't know. I think they're they're actually – I don't know if they're Filipino or – They're Filipino, and they they live down south in Poplar Bluff, and she actually like – drives up every day. Oh my god, she drives up here? Yeah, she drives up here every day around the store. I thought they lived lived upstairs, but that's amazing that she drives up here every day, but good Mm -hmm. for her, but but I remember the few times the first first couple times I went in there with Lewis, Lewis was always like, well, I I have a two-year-old, so he's just like looking around and everything like, what is all this? You know, I was like, Considering he's never been really in a grocery store in his mm-hmm. life because of COVID and everything like that, but in the last couple of years, like the last year or so, we've been kind of going That's back true. I there. I thought about that. He missed out on a lot of those. Things. I know, right? So he, we started going into the store, and like when we went there the other day, I was like, he saw all the little like you know all the chip bags and all the you know the basic you know Japanese like you know snack foods and things like that, and he goes over. And he actually sees the giant rice bag. And he starts smacking it. And they're like, "Oh, it's so cute!" And they, they think he's like, they think he looks like a little, looks like a little angel. I'm like, "Oh, fine." And they're like, "I'm like, I'm like, come on, Lewis. I'm trying to get him to come with me." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. He can stay up here with us." And like, I, I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "I, I kind of know these women. I'm very, you know, like I, I know them, but I don't know their names. I don't yeah. have a conversation with them all that much." I'm like, okay. And I'm like, they're so nice and grandmotherly. I'm like, whatever, that's fine. So I like go do my little shopping around the store and I come back out of like the frozen section. And like, I guess he had coerced them into getting like, they have those little little lucky cats, that waving cats. (laughs) He got him to pull it down and they're sitting there holding it. He's just like waving at the cat. Like he's like, he's like, Cato, Cato. And they're like, they're like, oh, he is so cute. Like, do you want a cat? And like, daddy can't afford a cat. So yeah, they're they're really nice ladies. Very I, nice I, people. I, I want to kind of go back. I want to take him back there because he loves going there, and he especially likes you know going there because he found out that we have uh, we got mochi from there one time. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What is this?" Yeah, I, I was really surprised <laughs> that he was like about he was all about that kind of the frozen ones. That, that's yeah. kind of more of an ice cream type stuff. So, so I think one of the last things I want to mention about the mechanics of this game is the cooking stuff. Oh yes, and there's a very deep menu of meals you can make for yourself and so like for each meal you can have like main dish and side dishes and desserts and drinks and there's like nested food preparations again using like very traditional methods and so your basic stuff is like okay you can have rice and you can have millet and you might have meat that you got from killing demons (laughs) but but the meat but you could dry the meat Oh yeah, demon. If you jerky. have if you have rice bran, you can make vinegar, and from the vinegar, you can make pickled meat or pickled vegetables. You can take your rice and make soy sauce out of it, or you can make tofu out of it. That's you can make tofu really out of cool. beans. You could make, uh, you know, mochi out of the rice. You can make sake out of the rice, and then all these products yeah. feed back into the food you can make for yourself. And so you start off just eating, you know, your your boiled rice <laughs> with uh, with rehydrated sparrow meat. That's right, you do. And by the time you get to the end of the game, you're like, I think for tonight I'll have a fried rice with my... <laughs> so this is like right up your alley. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have fried rice and some, you know, miso-glazed salmon with, you know... <laughs> this, that sounds amazing. With like this... a tea beverage and like and everything gives you like a different little buff yeah. for the day. 
this is definitely right up your alley. It, it I can, is I up my tell, alley. I, I had a lot of fun with this. That's, one. A, that's the kind of thing I could see you getting into. I, I, I've started to kind of get into that a little bit in my my older age. I think it's maybe just because I've also been around you since you since we since we've kind of like both moved back to the same city and we've been around each other a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to be like, man, I gotta start upping my like my cooking game because <laughs> Jackie's like James always makes the best food. I'm just like, what's David? David makes slob. David makes slob. Be like, what do you want? Rice and meat. A chicken? I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> As I said, I'm a very basic kind of guy. Like I would literally throw like chicken in a slow cooker with some like veggies and just like a little bit of water and throw like a, a seasoning powder, let it cook overnight. I'm a very basic shredded chicken kind of guy. I'm very well, easy. And that's what I cook for. That's what I make for myself, to be perfectly yeah. honest. It's like, okay, I make fancy food for Kelly and I yeah. and for guests and stuff, but yeah. when it's just me. Plate of rice, can of tuna, soy sauce, done. Yeah, that's that's how I know. Like we're basic kind of guys. We're basic bitches, James. Yeah, <laughs> we're basic cooking. Because that's the funny thing is, like, whenever you like look at these cooking shows, you know these guys. Basic are like, middle-aged man with an interest in anime. It's that is exactly how I am. It's and that's what I love about that kind of stuff. Jackie's like, why can't eat rice again? I have to have noodles. I'm like, I could eat rice for like every day of the year. Three twice a day, every day, easy. I, if not three times for me, I'm pretty if bad about three. that kind of stuff. But yeah, this this seems like a pretty fun game. I, I'm kind of glad that you're going to go back that back to it and see uh, see if you can try to push the way through it. Um, this kind of has actually kind of made me want to get it. It's going to be on my back burner. I, I'm going to try and see if uh, I'm going to wait. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, they might put it on Steam Summer Sale. I don't know. Uh, it'll go on sale at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a. It's I have so many bad game games in the backlog that I need to play, and it's I'm in no rush to play it right now. Because for indie games, there's not a lot of reason not to put their games on sale. Yeah, because like once the initial thing has sold, going on sale generates more buzz for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. it's kind of like with uh, little or uh, super giant games. You know, mm-hmm. It's just like whenever they they put they uh, right before Hades came out, they put all the other games on sale. Like they put the um, uh, what was the one they put uh, Bastion mm-hmm. and it's not Celeste. It's um, oh, it's the one where you're in this weird like techno world. Can I oh, remember, like, the one with the like computer chip sword. Yeah, she's got a sword and she's the red. And they call her red. Hey, listen here, red. I tried playing through that one. I couldn't make it through that one. It was. I got about halfway through it and I couldn't. I just the, sto- the story just didn't work for me. It wasn't like the gameplay. It was just the story was like so. See, that was a, that's the thing. It was the gameplay was what like maybe it was a middle. Maybe it was a story that kind well, of. Well, also the gameplay that whole like freeze the world, program your actions, and then unfreeze mechanic. Yeah. It, it lost its color very quickly. And yeah. the enemies had, in general, very large health pools compared to your abilities. Yeah. And yeah, it just wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. So, like I said, you know, not everybody's a, a winner, but hopefully, um, Elderwise, is it Elderwise? Is it Elderwise, yeah. Elderwise, hopefully, their, their next game will be. Uh, I would love to see what they come up with. And I don't think they've game. released anything about what their next title is going to no. be, but. Well, I mean, as far as I know, they might just be sitting kind of like stewing a little bit, thinking about what they want to do because they did, like I said, they just came out with this game. They're not planning on doing any DLC for this is from what mm-hmm. I've read. Um, so maybe they're they're cooking up something new. You know, like I said, maybe they're going to have, maybe they'll have a, uh, a cattle simulator for you, James. Uh, maybe. And you can, you can totally like, you know, do exams on the cows I mean, and have all kinds of things. Maybe you'll have like the cows trying to be born in breach position and you have to rotate them. I mean, I would totally never buy that. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing you would probably be like, oh, this is okay. I can deal with this. Nah, that would be too much. I mean, <laughs> it'd be kind of like me telling you to, hey, James, buy Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> that game was hilarious, but it, it was, was 
awful. It, it was so more... mad. <laughs> it was so angry so fast. It's like a game that became famous because of how bad its controls were. Exactly. <sighs> if you guys want to have a fun little time, I would highly suggest getting Search that. Search Simulator 2000 was, was good. <laughs> it was great because there's literally like, they're like, What's this? You're on a, uh, you're in an ambulance. Now you have to do surgery all by yourself and things are just sloshing everywhere. And I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, uh, and there was the janky blood clotting needle that you had to pick up <laughs> and like you had to jab this guy with the needle to make him clot. Just right. So he wouldn't bleed. But if you jabbed yourself, it got all psychedelic on you. And <laughs> I'm like, this makes no sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are the greatest games ever. But anyways, this 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 seems like a pretty fun game, and I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna pick it up on uh, Steam Summer Sale if this does does the same. Yeah, and so I guess a, a chat on the reception, like it's gotten somewhere yeah. between seven and a half and eight and a half on most of the aggregate yeah. stuff. It's, it's it's I think it's like an eighty three on Metacritic. Yeah, right now. Generally right now. generally positive. Like I said, it passed up a million units last month. That's pretty dang good. Which is me. for an indie game out less than six months, really good That's and. Great. The scale and the polish of it resembles a game from a much larger studio. It looks like it almost kind they're of really out for a two man group. Yeah. They really outdid themselves. It looks like more of like a ten or twenty man group, like the way it's built and looks. It's yeah. what it looks that's what it looks like, but it's not. And I'm just simply amazed that they were able to put something out that looks this great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to try and pick it up here and say the next couple months maybe. Um, depending on if my WoW addiction doesn't catch up with me, uh, because <laughs> you're a jackass and you decide to give me fifteen dollars for a while, play Burning Crusade with you. So if that happens, that this game is putting way on the burner for a long, long time, just along with all these other games that I've been playing. So, and I'm going to blame you. Well, I mean, is there really a difference between playing WoW class with your friends or you know? Playing Borderlands for the third time by yourself. I mean, it's the second time. Thank you very much. Okay, second. I have time. I have morals. <laughs> okay, and you can play with people on there too. Okay. Are Are you playing with people? I have an open I have an open game, and people can come in if they want. They don't have to ask. <laughs> that's right. Okay. That's what I thought. That's right. So if you want to play with me, join me on Comic Man. <laughs> That's right. Find me on Steam, guys. If you seriously though, if you guys like to play games online, hit, find me up on Steam. It's uh, uh I uh, let's say my Steam name is Comic Man. I think it's is it still Comic Man. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's how old it's been. I've had that that thing for so long. But yeah, I love playing with uh, folks on uh, Borderlands. Um, seeing all the other buddies that I play with uh, are on PlayStation now, which I probably won't have a new PlayStation for quite some time now. So, and I the longer things go on, the more I want this PS Five. Like it started out with me being like, well, I guess I'll get it, so I'll have the same system as David for this console generation. And now it's know. like, man, all the cool-looking games are coming out on PS5. Just give it a break, dude. So I want it, it I w- but, what I would but not enough to play Scalper, like, 800 bucks for it. No, so I would, like I said, I know we're kind of delving over into other territory here, but what I would highly recommend is get a Game Pass for Xbox you played on your PC. Yeah, I should do that. And, uh, and since you already pay, don't you already pay for Xbox Live? I canceled that a while back because I haven't really been using the Xbox. So I said I think you can play co-op games on because these days I've mostly because these days I've mostly done Switch and PC for the last couple of years. Yeah, and so like I said, you have Steam stuff on there. It's all free. Like I said, there's so many other things you can do. Mm-hmm. Fifteen bucks a month. The, the first month of Xbox Game Pass is a dollar. Well, I'll pay it for a dollar. Like I said, 
for one <laughs> do you want a dollar well like i said i'm i'm gonna be going on the night soon so i'll have two or three sleepless nights where i'll have nothing else to do there's, dude there's so many fun little games on there they're like they have uh what was the neon neon abyss was on there the one you were telling me about a while ago yeah I can that's that. that you play that for free uh, they have all the Age of Empires games on there. They have the entire Bethesda catalog is on there. You can oh, wow. you can play the absolutely horrible uh, uh, Wolfenstein Youngbloods with me if you want to. No, thank you. <laughs> I said it's, it's there's quite, other games we could play. <laughs> that's right. There's, there's, it's, it's quite awful, but but yeah. So um, we can, there's lots of different things. But yeah, I would I would much rather just do Borderlands if you want to do a game together. <laughs> uh, you could probably find we do that Actually, we still need to finish Raft. I told Kelly we were going to play Raft, and it just never came around. But anyways, guys, enough about here about what we uh, what we have what we are going to be playing in the future. If you guys uh, want us to talk about something specifically in the future, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. I'm mostly on Twitter and face, Facebook mm-hmm. right now. Um, you can email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. Um, we have a link tree to all of our uh, social media sites and all the places that you can find our podcast on the bottom at the bottom of each episode so uh if you have any questions just look there for it and like i said james we will be back probably next week with another riveting episode maybe stardew valley next time yeah i will stab you so no no you don't like stardew valley i told you i am not a crafting (laughs) man i don't i tried to play minecraft and i just couldn't get into it all that much on my own and it's and when i play with you guys i just destroy things and shannon gets mad at me so well, yeah, you're never you were never a Minecraft person. No, I never was. I never was. I you just, need clear objectives. <laughs> I need yes, clear and present objectives. But anyways, James, thanks for stopping by and telling me about your favorite game or one of your favorite games this year. Um, hopefully, we will, like I said, we'll be back next week and we'll talk about something more. Uh, I don't know. Maybe anime wise. I don't know. What do you want to do, do next anime. time? You want to do anime next time? We'll okay. think about something. So uh, the reincarnation as a spider anime is surprisingly entertaining, even though it's kind of a mess. That's okay. Maybe we'll do uh, the slime one. We could do the slime one. Yeah. I have so many. Tomas reincarnated. As a I have slime. so many scripts on there that you guys should see. I've noticed you starting to kind of watch some of the ones. I, it's it's bad. I'm, I, it's keeping me busy while I go for my runs on treadmills and things like that. So, yeah. but anyways, guys, we're gonna get out of here. James, thanks for stopping by. And like I said, guys, we will see you next week. Right. Have a good one. Adios, guys. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel. Add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.